0: The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24 7 non stop destination for A's baseball. This is A's Cast Live,
2: your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. The going back, looking up. He will watch it And 29 other
0: MLB clubs. 2 2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts
2: one. Way back. Go! Cody Bellinger pitched one out. Oh, so
0: he's your Home Run Derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. It is a special edition of A's Cast Live because the A's have been making deals today. The A's got a new shortstop, and the A's got their veteran pitcher back. The depth at starting pitching for the Oakland Athletics, which we have talked about, everybody's going to need it. It just got better. It This trade to me with the Texas Rangers is fascinating. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I disagree with so many of you on Twitter right now. I just, I, it, for the life of me, I don't get it. It's like you'll fall in love with anybody. The A's have a new shortstop. I, I've i been trying to tell everybody, trust the process. Billy Bean and David Force don't take. They don't tank. They're going to make deals. Chris Davis, Jonah Heim are moving on to Texas. And coming from Texas, a guy that we have seen a lot in his career, Elvis Andrews, who's going to join us coming up here at 215, and backup catcher Aramis Garcia. And $13.5 million that now they can take that money and beef up the bullpen. This is a win trade. And the fact that I'm seeing people on Twitter are angry that they traded Chris Davis. Clearly, you haven't been watching. Chris Davis has been horrific, and I'm being kind. We kept these running totals for you of how bad Chris Davis was. Chris Davis, on April 18th, 2019, signed the contract. Everybody with the A's are spending money. Chris Davis is staying here. Since that time where he signed that contract, on April 18th, to the last game of last season, regular season, Chris Davis was hitting 211. And it gets worse. Chris Davis, from June 27th of 2019 to the end of last regular season, wait for it, folks, before you hit, as Herm Edwards would say, always think before you hit sin think before you hit tweet when talking about Chris Davis when you're going to hear these numbers. Or if you've already tweeted and your frustration, go delete it because these numbers are going to tell you everything you need to know about Chris Davis. Since June 27th of 2019 till the end of last year, he was hitting 191 with only nine home runs and 35 RBIs. That is a huge sample size. Over and over and over, they were just beating him with fastballs. Bob Melvin could only put him in the lineup if they had a soft tosser going against him because he can't hit the fastball anymore. He can't catch up. You're talking a long time to hit under 200 with no power. He was essentially useless. So if you're telling me you're getting rid of his money and getting rid of him and you're bringing in a guy who's a great clubhouse guy, fixes your problem at shortstop, and you get an extra $13.5 million to now go spend on the bullpen, if you don't see that from a baseball standpoint as a win trade, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Once again, stop falling in love with the names on the back of the jerseys. Fall in love with the front name. That's all that matters. Baseball players come and go. I I mean, I I guess I could see Marcus Simeon, but the fact that people are, are, are upset about Crush Davis, I, I mean, uh, you just haven't been following the numbers. I wish him well in Texas, but He's not going to the Texas that he used to do well in. He's going to a new ballpark that plays as a pitcher's ballpark. I mean, Chris Davis, as of right now, is done. Can he get back to form? I don't know. You're basically talking two years where the guy couldn't hit the baseball. So I'm a little frustrated with the fan base right now going, you know, you're you're not following along what's been happening. I mean, Elvis back in 2019, 275, 12 home runs, 62 RBIs, 31 stolen bases. This guy's played a ton in the postseason. He's played in two World Series. Let me see. He's played in... He's played in 42 playoff games, including two World Series. He's known as a great clubhouse guy. Commander Cody, it's a Saturday. Great job. We will have Elvis in a few minutes. Uh, Martin Gallegos from MLB.com is going to join us. Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News is going to join us. Um, I hate to start out like a little frustrated, but you and I have been tracking this Chris, Dave, Chris Davis just collapse. I mean, he has fallen off the cliff, but you go on Twitter right now with A's fans, and they're acting like he's still the guy that's been hitting 40 home runs. That guy, we haven't seen that guy in over two years.
2: Yeah, and it's alarming because uh, I was someone that bought a Chris Davis jersey because I loved what he brought to the team, the three straight years of the 40 home runs. 48 just a couple years ago in 2018, then – he hits the 23 in 2019, but he hits the majority of them in the first month and a half of the season. And you're tracking those numbers over the, the since the 18th of April of 2019 till the end of last season. Just to give you a little more context, he had 103 hits and 30. of Those were extra base hits. So 30 of the 103 were extra base. That's not good for a DH that you're paying a hefty contract to and a guy that was looking to have you know you're looking to be a guy that hit a lot of uh, home runs for you. He only hit 15 home runs over that span. Um, his K rate over that span, twenty eight point two percent. So twenty eight percent of the time, he struck out over that over that. Now, that's also not good. And his um uh, his slugging was three thirty three, and his on base percentage was two ninety three. That's below. Uh, that's just a uh, just a smidge over six hundred OPS. So. I, I, the the numbers don't lie.
0: I mean, you can. You can remember him as the guy that led baseball in home runs in three straight years of it and 40 or more, but that guy hasn't been in the building. So you just, you know, it's 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 like Brad Pitt once said playing Billy Bean. What are you talking about, man? You just brought Mike Fires back to a rotation that has Sean Manaya, Frankie Montas, Chris Bassett, Jesus Lazardo. You're still hoping for A.J. Puck. You're hoping that one of the kids, Dalton Jeffries, James Caprelli, and Grant Holmes can be legit. But, I mean, that's a ton of depth. And now by getting rid of Chris Davis, do you now really have a home for Mark Canna, who told us on the broadcast he likes dh and All you got to do is hit. And maybe with this $13.5 million that you're getting from Texas, and essentially you're getting Elvis for one year free, maybe they add another outfielder. Maybe they add bullpen, which gives them a better chance to win. Eye on the prize. It's about winning. This is how they do business. I can't say it enough. This is Moneyball. If you love the book and you love the movie, then you got to love the process. This is why the A's are successful. This is why the Rays are successful. And this is why other teams go out, sign guys, they end up stinking and they go into tank mode. This was a very creative trade. And you're bringing back Mike Fires. Oh, by the way, Mike Fires for $3.5 million. Do you know what Mike Fires' record has been with the A's since he joined them,
2: Cody? Uh, selfishly, I do because you mentioned it to me before. But I know he has 26 wins, but his numbers are are exceptional, especially at the Coliseum as oh, well. He had that run in
0: 2019. He was unbeatable. He's 26 and nine for the A's since he came over from Detroit. 26 and nine, and yes, dominant at the Coliseum. I'm fired up. I, I, you just knew you had to wait, and there's going to be more. I'm not going to be shocked if we see one more outfielder, and I'm not going to be shocked if we see bullpen help. Do you feel better now, Cody? As as we've waited, as we've told the fan base, trust the process.
2: Yeah, I know. I totally do. I I will say I didn't expect Elvis Andrews to be the guy. Like, I knew that the Rangers were kind of looking to move on because they gave Connor Connor Falafa. They they told him he going to be the shortstop. So you kind of figured, okay, what's Andrews going to do? now and he's still only 32 years old he'll be 33 going into he'll turn 33 during the season so he's still relatively young and you're getting him at a great deal and he's coming back and he's gonna be fully healthy if you can get the andrews from 2019 you mentioned the 12 homers 72 rbis the 31 steals um the good defensive shortstop that's the guy you want i mean andrews was a really really good player for the rangers those years they went to the world series and he got the play next to Adrian Beltre, so he learned how to become a leader next to Beltre. So that's going to be great in the ace clubhouse as well. That element of what's he going to be like as a leader? I think he's going to be great in that clubhouse for this team. And selfishly, yeah. that's because we talked to him and we saw—you know—we saw how he is. But so he's always, he, he,
0: he's always been known as a good dude. And, and I'm telling you, and normally I don't talk about Twitter. Like, there here's one of my followers saying, "I'm rubbing you wrong." I I'm sorry, it's just the truth. It's the truth. It's facts. It really is facts. We're such a loyal fan base that anybody who puts on the uniform, you fall in love with. I mean, Marcus Simeon got a one-year deal. There was all these other teams, and, and I love Marcus, but Marcus has had really one year players move around in baseball but these numbers once again from June 27th of 2019 till the last game of 2020 Chris Davis hit 191 he's been an easy out remember bob melvin kept having to say to the media well we're just we're, we're trying to find the right matchup to get chris going how many years are you going to do that and to take you kind of on the inside, the guy's been moping around the clubhouse now for a while. He's been a Debbie Downer. Time to move on. You, you know, it's he got the money and things change, and whether he got hurt in Pittsburgh or what I mean, it's just, I you know, you're bringing in a guy. Wait till you hear Elvis. Elvis is so excited to be here with the A's. So earlier today, we ready to go with that, Cody? Yeah, I got it. Earlier today, well, we said 215, so let's wait two minutes. But you're getting a guy that feels like he's got a new lease. He's lost some weight. He feels healthy. He does a lot of things for you. He's got speed, power. And one thing that I really like about this deal is that he's traded in division. So it's like, you know all the ballparks, you know all the players. You know, it'd be one thing if you get traded to, like, you know, the NL Central or the, you know, I know there's interleague play, but you know your own division better than any other division. So it's not going to be that big of an adjustment for Elvis. And you think about second base, you know, I after the playoffs, I, 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 I'm on record of saying I would give Chad Pender a shot. And if you want to say Pender, Kemp, whatever, I mean, but I would, I'm willing now it really makes you a right-handed lineup, but I, I think Chad Pender has at least earned the right to be given a chance to start every day at second base. And I know he's been a terrific outfielder, but you're hoping Stephen Piscotty going to be healthy. You hope, uh, you know, Ramon Laureano is going to be healthy. What you're going to do in left? Well, don't know. That's why you're going to have a battle in spring training. They still may go out and add another bat, probably a left-handed bat, that can play left field and DH. And maybe the plan will be, and we'll ask David Forrest, we'll probably have David on Monday, you know, is this going to open up? Because how many times do we say Mark Canna's got to play every day?
2: I mean, all, I think- all the I mean, we, we said gave him, a lot, right? Yeah, a lot, and we gave him the nickname Duct Tape. So now we'll have—I mean, it might take away his nickname now because if he's going to have a a permanent spot to play, the nickname might have to change. So, but yeah, you need to get him every day at bats. Um, the guy produces when he's in the lineup. We've seen that over the last couple of years. To tell to tell Mark Canna, hey, every day you're
0: in, you're you're DH. You are the permanent DH. Interesting to see what kind of numbers he puts up. But now you got some wiggle room with some extra money to go out and whether you're going to add that left fielder or whether you're going to add uh, bullpen help. But I do like all the depth. You know, this is one thing we praise the Dodgers for. Now that they have Bauer, they've got so much depth. If If what the pitching experts believe for this upcoming season, that because guys haven't really thrown a whole heck of a lot, you're not going to see a ton of innings. You're not going to see a ton of starts, so you're going to have to have a lot of depth with your starting rotation. And once again, if you tell me it's Manaya Montas, Lazardo, Bassett, Fires, Puck, Jeffries, Caprellian, Holmes, that looks like pretty good depth. All right, earlier today, the A's PR staff, Fernando did a wonderful job for us getting us Elvis as we got a chance to talk to Elvis Andrus, the new shortstop for your Oakland Athletics. Well, Elvis, let me... Uh, Bring you in here to uh, the Oakland Athletics, and congratulations. Uh, it's a really good deal for you and your career, and
3: we're, we're absolutely thrilled to have you. Oh, thank you, man. I'm really happy to be, you know, part of the organization. Uh, you know, we playing against, I guess, Oakland for a little while, so, you know, really happy to be part of the Oakland A's now. You know, and i
0: got to think for you, where you are in your career, it's about winning. And coming to the A, talk about you. You're getting a chance to get back into the postseason and another chance at a ring.
3: For sure, man. Uh, I think that as a player, especially for me, I love to win. And, you know, the last few years for me haven't been, uh, you know, too well because I hate losing. So, especially against Oakland, a lot, a lot. So, now that, you know, I'm in the other side, you know, it just brings a lot of excitement uh, back to me, you know, and I'm – you know, I prepare myself really well, and and now I'll be part of the you know the Oakland A's. I think that it's you know it's just great for me and and for the organization also.
0: And how nice is it that you're getting traded in division, so you don't have to learn anything new? It's not like they're sending you to like the National League East. I mean, these are all the teams you've been playing against. You're very comfortable hitting in all these ballparks. You know all the guys you're going to be playing against. How key is that for you?
3: No, it's big, man. I think it's really that was really. Uh, one of the main things that, you know, make me accept it for sure, uh, like you mentioned, uh, being able to stay in the, you know, in the American League West, uh, I know the whole league. So, uh, that's you know, I think that was, that was going to make the transition even nicer because uh, I know the guys, you know, I talk to the guy, you know, all the time when we play against, games, you know, with Chapman and, and Olsen and Loriano And, you know, I play with a few guys already in, in the team. So, you know, I think that makes that transition a lot easier. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I have to go out there and, and get, you know, adjust myself to the team, uh, to to what they're doing and and just do my part, you know, helping them to uh, you know, just keep moving Not only to get to the playoff, just you know, keep moving to the World Series.
0: Yeah, you've talked about how you're healthy again. Tell us what this offseason's been like for you and how you're feeling going into spring
3: training. No, it's been amazing, man. It's been a really a really open, open mind for me. Uh, you know, I changed my whole uh, way of working, uh, you know, I'm not doing no more squats, no more lunges, you know, what you usually do. Uh, you know, I'm doing more plyo, uh, work on my feet to get my speed back, uh, my agility back. Uh, so that's, that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm, I'm in a really great place. Uh, I feel like I'm 20 again, which is uh, hard to believe, but you know, I'll show you guys in the spin training and during the season, but I feel great, man. I feel in a really great spot. And, and like I say, you know, being part of this team. Uh, with the opportunity to win, uh, that's what I can ask. You know, so really excited, and and I can wait. You know, to bring some good memories uh, to Auckland.
0: You know, you'll know this having played against this group of A's players. You know, a lot of people. I could talk about the home runs, but they win with pitching and great defense. And you're going to be paired up with a guy who's a platinum gold glove winner uh, and Matt Chapman, one of the best in the business. I think you got to be excited to join this infield.
3: Oh very excited man. Uh, you know, a few people are talking to me about it and I'm like, you know, I know how's it feel, you know, I'll play with a pretty good third baseman uh, for eight years. So, you know, play with Chappie. Uh, it's going to be like playing with Adrian uh, when he was younger, you know, his prime. So, you know, I can't wait, man. I, I used to hate him, you know, because every time anything you hit around the left in the left side, he gets to, you know, to catch it and make you, you know, get you out. So, now play next to him, you know, I'll be, I'll be really excited to, to, to even learn, you know, from him. Because like you say, you know, he's uh, one of the best or the best third baseman in the game right now.
0: You know, you understand the passion of our fan base and how they love the players. Just now that you're going to be in an A and now that you're going to wear the white cleats, what do you think it's going to be like for you with all those
3: fans? Because our fans fall in love with guys real quick. Yeah, man, that's something that, believe me, I used to hate sometimes, you know, playing in Oakland is not easy, uh, fans are, they're, they're on you, you know, they, they're passionate, they're loyal, uh, no matter what happened, they, you know, support their player, and they can get loud as it can, so, you know, it's 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 really cool, you know, to be part of the, you know, Oakland Nation, and, and you know, I can't wait to to rock in that white uniform and, and you know job job out there in the field with the guys and just you know continue to rock and, and, and like I say, you know, I think it's about winning and, and I'm all about winning and I'm gonna do everything in my power uh, to win and and, and and I love that about this organization, man. They they will do anything to win and I'm that type of person. I have that personality. Very detailed on baseball uh, and this organization has been doing it forever.
0: I can't wait to see what your poster is going to look like.
3: <laughs> yeah, they got they got a good name now, so they I know they're going to get really creative, and <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see how we end up. But uh, you know, really, really pumped up uh, to be part of the team, and and we have a really good team, and you know, it's about to you know hitting it in the right in the right direction. It's been training, and you know, for now, then just go out there and have fun.
0: You know, I I know Texas is in transition, and the one thing that you know, for the next couple of years, what you'll we'll understand is under Billy Bean, under David Forrest, and Bob Melvin, they don't like to lose. And no matter what the situation is, they they net the, tanking is not in our vocabulary. The A's are always trying to win. And I think one thing that you're really going to appreciate, and I know especially all veteran players love, is just how great a communicator Bob Melvin is. He's going to be honest with you. He's going to be straight. He's always going to try and put you in a position to win and do well. How well, how, how well do you know Bob, and have you been able to speak with him yet?
3: Yeah, I mean, I know him from, you know, from far. Uh, I talked to him, a little, you know, a few times through the years. Uh, yeah, I did talk to him, especially early today and a couple of days ago, uh, and I hear that from other guys. You know, I talked to a few of my teammates, old teammates that play for him uh, recently and they all tell me that, you know, it's going to be straight up guy. You're going to love him because they know me. They know I'm a straight up person. Like I love when, you know, people just, you know, go straight up and tell me uh, no matter if he sounds good or bad, uh, you know, I, I can take it. Like I love that. Like that's as an athlete, that's something that, that you appreciate. And, and you know, now, you know, playing for quite a few years, you, you understand and, and love. Uh, you know, that coming from your coaches and your manager. So, you know, I can't wait, man, to play for him. Um, he knows I, I hate to lose. And that's why, you know, the last a couple of years been really tough on me because I hate to lose. I, I will do anything in my power to win. I've been in great teams, and and, and I feel I'm, I'm in a, another great team uh, this year, this 2021. So, I mean, there's a lot of great expectation for me also. And, you know, I can't wait to go out there and, and produce for sure.
0: You know, I, I think there's got to also be some mixed emotions because you came up a Texas Ranger. Uh, you played in some, you know, World Series. You played in some big games. Uh, it's got there's got to be some a little emotion about about leaving the organization you grew up in.
3: No, for sure, man. Uh, you know, it's it's something that I know is going to take a little bit. Uh, I understand the business side of the game, uh, which kind of makes it easier to understand. And comprehend everything that is going on is you know it's going through the organization but of course man like there's so many memories uh, i mean i got there when i was 18. uh so they saw me grow up they you know when i got married when i had my kids so for sure you know it's a lot of memories a lot of people that you know they're family for me now uh but you know now you know whenever we step in the field you know <laughs> i'm gonna have the same mentality that i had when i was there you know killing them too so Uh, But, you know, at the same time, I love, you know, I love that team, the organization, the fan base. uh, I love it to death. Uh, But, you know, you got to – we have to move on. And and, and now, you know, I'm in a new chapter in my career. Uh, You know, I started fresh. uh, And, you know, going to an organization that, you know, is such an amazing history. And they like you guys mentioned, they're ready to win. They are winning already. So, you know, I'll be more than happy to – do my part, you know, and make and make the ride a lot nicer.
0: Well, I I, I got to tell you, you know, when we found out about this this morning, uh, we were all very excited, you know, because we've watched you. We've watched your career. We've watched some of the great things that you've done. We I mean, you've put it on us plenty of times. And and that's kind of the, the fun part is that the battles that You know, you've had with the A's and the Texas Rangers, and now to have you on our side, I can tell you the fan base is very, very excited. I'm glad to hear that you're healthy, and uh, we're really looking forward to bringing you into the clubhouse. And uh, hopefully at some point we can all see each other here in in, uh, 2021, but uh, congratulations on the fresh start. We can't wait to see you in the white uniform and the white cleats and uh, enjoy the rest of your vacation and uh, have a good spring. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you when
3: you get back to Oakland. No, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. And for sure, man, as soon as we, you know, we go through this pandemic and everything kind of go back to normal, for sure, be more than welcome talking to you in person. And, you know, thank you for the welcoming. It's, you know, it's good to, to be, you know, to be wanted, to be like it. So, you know, you guys are making me really, really nice. Thank you.
0: Yeah, good to, good to get the new shortstop on the program right away on a little special edition of A's Cast Live. I mean, you go back to his last full year, 275, 12 home runs, 72 RBIs, 31 stolen bases. And now that he's saying he's healthy once again, he says he feels like he's 20. You know, that's one thing the A's, you want to talk about last year. As I got the uh, off-season report from Sports Weekly, USA Today on the A's, and one of the one of the things it says is several of Oakland's biggest bats experienced significant drop-offs last season. Matt Olson hit 195. Marcus Simeon hit 223. Matt Chapman hit 232. Stephen Piscotty hit 226. Chris Davis hit 200. Those are all career lows. And the A's as a team hit 225, worst team average in franchise history. So hopefully he'll bring a little more bat to ball and some speed to that lineup. And he was asked, would you lead off and replace Marcus Simeon as a leadoff hitter? And he said, yeah. Are you calling Martin Gallegos?
2: Actually, I think Martin's going to call into us. So okay. I, was, I was actually looking it up, and I'm going to scroll back up on his page, but I looked at when uh, I was looking it up when he mentioned how he wouldn't mind batting leadoff again. And if you look at his numbers uh, when he from his time through the order, so when he bats leadoff, he's actually a career 270 hitter. Uh, he has one career home run and 51 RBIs. His, actually, his best uh, spot in the lineup is actually batting third. Um, he has eighteen home runs, hundred and eight RBIs, and a two seventy five average. Now remember, he's not a big power guy. Um, but he's he can drive in runs and he gets on base and a good you know, a good a good clip. So uh but he can still bases and he's fast. So yeah, bad having him bat leadoff and have him score some runs, that'd be uh great for this lineup.
0: Now, looking at this lineup, it is right handed heavy. <laughs> I mean other than Matt Olson. You could really look at a lineup that, depending on what you're going to do at DH now, you know, where's Canna going to play? Is Canna going to be full-time DH? Is Canna going to be in left field? But, I mean, you just, you just you go around the diamond, and the only guy who's left-handed that's going to be an everyday player as of right now is Matt Olson. Everybody else is right-handed. Martin Gallegos joins us, MLB.com covers the Oakland Athletics. So uh you've now had some time to think about it. How do you assess the trade? Uh
4: it was certainly a shocker. I mean, I, I didn't expect to be uh here talking about Chris Davis getting traded. I, I think that was a shock for everybody. Um, but you know what? You look at the you look at the deal and the A's needed a shortstop. And as you're looking at the free agent market, guys are getting signed left and right, and there's not a whole lot of options out there. So I mean, the A's identified Elvis Andrews as a attainable target and they went after it. They went after and, and traded away, not just Chris Davis, but a, a pretty good, uh, you know, catcher and Jonah Heim as well. And I know that they were, um, you know, excited about Dane Acker also. Um, so they get back uh, Elvis Andrews and a backup catcher and Aramis Garcia who could probably start the season for you this year. And, um, you know, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good upgrade at shortstop, I think. Especially based on what the A's had right now, there's not a lot of options on this roster, so they needed to make an upgrade there. You lose Marcus Simeon. I think getting Elvis Andrews, a former All Star, he had some injuries last year, but just the season before that, he still had a pretty solid year. I think yep. he's still a good player.
0: And you got an extra 13.5 million that you now can put into the bullpen, maybe into another left. F- um, um, you know, somebody that could play outfield and maybe a left-handed bat to kind of help you with such a right-handed lineup. But I mean, when I saw the deal, it just made me think once, once again, you got to trust the process. You got to trust Billy and David.
4: They always want to win and they're always going to do something. Yeah, for sure. And, and look, this, this is a good move. I mean, it, I think it's, but you look at the guys who are available on the free agent market, Elvis Andrews, I think is a pretty, really good option there. You know, the Rangers were kind of moving on from him because they have a really good defensive shortstop and uh kind of Falefa, they're moving him to shortstop. Um, but I think Alexander still has a lot left in the tank. And it seemed like it based on when we were talking to him, he seems really excited to be joining the A's. Um, still a guy who could put up there at the top of that order, you know, kind of like a replacement for Marcus Simeon in a way, I mean, the guy was a team leader in Texas. I know they loved him out there. Um, so he's going to fit right in with the clubhouse as well as kind of one of those guys who could mentor the younger guys. So it's, it's a solid move for them. I, I think um, it's, it's better than anyone or anyone could have expected at this point we're so close to spring training. Um, I didn't think they could pull off a move like this, but you know, they, they ended up finding, finding a good uh, replacement there.
0: And I, and I, and I don't want to totally disparage Chris Davis. Cause he did have three absolute monster years for the a, but the last two years, he basically could not make contact. He wasn't hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And he kind of started moping around the clubhouse I mean, these last two years were not I mean we 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 we've done the numbers. If you go to June twenty-seventh the two nights of two thousand nineteen till the very last day of last regular season, he was hitting in the one nineties. I mean, it is it had been a rough ride for first Davis these last two years, and you got to see it from inside the clubhouse.
4: Yeah, you know, it was tough. I mean, it was tough to watch him, man, at the play. I mean, we all saw it. I mean, it was getting ugly at at times just you know, they couldn't put him out there anymore. It, they, he got relegated to a bench role for most of last year. He had that little stretch in the playoffs where he had a couple of home runs and, you know, it was, it was a nice feel-good story. But, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if Chris Davis can ever get back to, you know, what he once was or even close to it. I, I, hope, I hope he does. I hope, you know, he gets a fresh start in Texas and he rakes in that ballpark or he did rake in the old ballpark. So maybe a change of scenery can do him good and maybe he can kind of get back. A fresh start and 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 get to his ways on a team that's kind of rebuilding so maybe there's not a, a lot of pressure on him there um you know here with the contract that he got and everything i feel like a lot of that stuff was just weighing down on him and he was trying so hard to be you know that chris davis from 2016 to 2018 that he just kept going you know further and further down and you know those injuries in 19 didn't help either so i think a fresh you know change of scenery might might be able to do him good but i think yeah it's time here in oakland I, I don't know if next year we were going to see. You know, anything close to that pre-2019 form. It it was just tough for me to see him ever getting back to that form again.
0: Yeah, I mean, as, as you put it, Bob Melvin couldn't put him in the lineup anymore. And I kept asking, is he hurt? And I kept getting the answer back, no, he's not. And the bat speed just vanished. And that great opposite field power and his ability to use his legs I, you know, he stepped in the bucket, but he used his legs and he could drive the ball to right center. It just it, – it, and it, and if you don't play defense and you can't hit, you know, I, I – it, it, got, it got very uncomfortable. And I, I think you can speak to this as someone who was talking to Bob Melvin every single day. It got very uncomfortable for Bob Melvin talking about it, would you say?
4: Yeah, because I mean, look, you're looking at going into this season, you weren't even sure if Chris Davis was gonna be an everyday guy this year. I mean, what are you gonna do with Mark Canna, Steven Piscotti, Ramon Loriano, all the outfielders they have? You're probably gonna we'd rather have one of those guys at DH, and then you're looking at Chris Davis again kind of stuck in the same role again for a full season now, where he's just coming off the bench and you know, that that's that's hard right there to to get him going again as far as confidence. So yeah, it was tough. I mean, at, at some point, you know, we just got to the point where we just stopped asking about him because it was just kind of a lost cause at that point. Like I said, he kind of turned it on again in the playoffs, which was nice to see with those couple of home runs. But, um, you know, it, it was tough. You know, it was tough, especially last year. Um, just, you know, him going from an everyday starter to just, you know, another guy on the bench.
0: And then the it's not official yet, but it's being – Uh, It's out there on Twitter, we believe everything we uh, read on Twitter, uh, is that Mike Fiers is going to be coming back for one year, 3.5, and I I love the deal from the standpoint of all he has done is won since he's been with the A's. He's 26-9 and with the A's, and just adds more depth to Lynn I think you're going to need to have a lot of depth to get through the season with starting pitching.
4: Yeah, for sure. Especially going back to a full slate of uh, schedule, I mean, you got to have as much starting depth as you can, and you know, it's it's a move. Where at the very least, you know, if say AJ Puck makes a ro- rotation, you have Mike Fires there in case another guy get gets hurt. Um, and Mike Fires, I think, pitching in the Coliseum. I mean, you see, you look at the numbers; he's way better at the Coliseum than anywhere else. You you he, he goes on the road; it's a different story. But at the Coliseum, you know, with the foul ground and the spacious outfield, he just seems to pitch better there. So. I mean, it, it was kind of a reunion where it made sense for both sides. I mean, Mike Fires probably isn't going to pitch as well um, as he has here anywhere else. And for the A's, you know, they get a guy who at the very least is a reliable guy. I mean, you, you can throw him out there any time and, and you could expect, you know, to at least, you know, a good effort to try to keep you in games. And I know Bob Melvin loves him and, you know, the guys in the clubhouse like him. So, I mean, to get him back on a one-year deal like that, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I think it's a, it's a good move for them for sure.
0: Where would you go with second base?
4: Well, there's still, you know, a few options there. I think adding Andrews kind of, you know, helps that situation because now you've you've only got one position to worry about and you got Chad Pinder, Tony Kemp, which was the situation to start last year before uh, Tommy LaStella joined the team. I think, you know, maybe Chad Pinder gets finally a chance to play every day at one spot. I think that could be a possibility. Um, Vimal Machine hasn't really gotten a chance yet, but he showed some flashes last year as well. And I think he could fill in there a little bit. I don't, I don't expect to see one guy kind of being the everyday guy to start. Maybe one guy runs away with it. Um, but I would think Chad Pinder, I mean, the guy's got to get a chance to play somewhere. And second base has an opening. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the guy who starts out there.
0: You know who could be a wild card? And I've had a conversation with somebody inside the organization. Sheldon Noisy. And I, I know last year it wasn't great for him, but you know it's kind of one of those deals where – in 2019 it hit a triple a and then you know when he keeps putting guys back down you know it kind of gets in their head but noisy could be a wild card here
4: yeah you know i i you actually brought him up i just talked to uh you know some of the guys uh the farm directors and uh you know they talked about it maybe it could be an option to be a a platoon guy um you know place a little bit of second base play a little bit of shortstop um you know, he's a guy who just is is ready. I mean, he has nothing else to prove in the minors. I know, you know, for him being in spring, you know, the, the alternate side in San Jose last year, it was, you know, tough to find motivation there when you're not getting, you know, at bats against another team. You're facing your own guys kind of hard. So he's a guy A's, you know, I think want to just see what he can do at the major league level before just completely giving up on him. He's at that point where you kind of got to, you know, just give him a shot and see what he can do. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if he comes in and have a good spring training, he could be a guy who could be at second base for sure.
0: If you had to add to the roster anywhere right now, where, where would you add?
4: I think probably adding, you know, a couple of pieces to the bullpen, I think for sure. I mean, you lost so much. Soria's gone. Hendricks has gone petite. Still hasn't been resigned. I would think you Petit petite is still um, an option there and, and, and a guy that you could bring back on an affordable deal. Um, and I think that would be a no brainer for them. Um, but at least one or two veteran arms. I mean, they have good, you know, exciting arms that are seem to be ready for the for the majors now. But I think you got to add at least a couple of veteran arms in that in that bullpen just to kind of, you know, bring a little bit more stability. But I mean, the A's always do a good job of finding these diamond in the rough type relievers. And I think this year it's going to be an extra challenge for them with so many guys having left from last year's team. But I mean, they know how to assemble a bullpen. Bob Melvin knows how to manage a bullpen, so. Um, they're, I think they're going to find, you know, whether it's on minor league deals or, you know, invites to spring training, something like that, short one-year deals. I think they'll, they'll pick up one or two guys for that for that uh, bullpen.
0: And the good news is, I don't know what the total is anymore, but there's something like 70-something relievers still out there on site.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a lot of these guys are going to sign minor league deals and stuff, so, I mean, that's, that's where the A's, you know, do their best, right? They find, they identify these guys who can come in and, and uh, get the most out of them. Um, they identify these these certain you know things that they do well, and, and they get the most out of them. So I would expect that to be the case.
0: And one of the things I really like about Elvis, and we just had him on and I asked him, uh, is the fact that he's staying in division. I mean, you see, you can say the same thing for for Chris Davis, but um, looking at it from the A side, you know, he knows all the ballpark, he knows all the players. It's not like he's got to learn anything new, and that's got to be a, an advantage when, when you're switching teams.
4: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he knows the Coliseum so well. He's played there so much. So, I mean, it's definitely a lot different than, you know, a guy coming over from the national league or something like that. So I think he's going to fit in really well. I mean, his personality just seems like, you know, typical that you see in the ACE clubhouse, just fun, easy going, you know, big smile on his face. He kind of reminded me of Frankie Montas with that big smile he had today in his, uh, in his zoom call. So um, I think he's going to fit right in with these guys. I know he's mentioned, you know, you know, he definitely knows these guys from probably played them so long Chapman Olsen, you know, he mentioned Lizardo, so I know he's excited to come over. So, you know, maybe moving over, you know, the, the Rangers have been kind of rebuilding the last couple of years. I haven't really had a great go of it. Maybe he joins a, you know, a playoff race. Maybe he does even better, just kind of rejuvenates him a little bit.
0: And he's played in a lot of playoff games. He's bringing a lot of playoff experience. Hey, before we let you go, uh, w- what are your plans coming up? Are you going to spring training? Are you going to do it all remotely? Uh, how are you going to handle it?
4: Yeah, I think it's still – it's honestly not a, not, a, uh, not a final, you know, plan, but I, I think I'll be down there for at least a week, maybe 10 days at some point. Um, I'm thinking somewhere around the time where, you know, right before games start, maybe the, the last couple of uh, full squad workouts and get in some games. Um, but it's going to be weird. You know, I, I don't know what to expect, but I think I'll be down there for, you know, at least a week, so we'll see.
0: All right, buddy, be well. We'll talk to you soon.
4: All right, Tony. anytime. Thanks.
0: Martin Gallegos, MLB.com. Coming up next, Evan Grant will join us from the Dallas Morning News right here on A's Cast Live. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. We're going to be heading to Texas. And we're going to see how they feel about the deal. Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News is going to join us. Been having him on my shows for years to break down Rangers baseball. I'm very curious to, to how they feel about this. You know, hoping that Chris Davis can get back to form. And Evan joins us now. How are you, Chris Townsend with the Oakland A's?
1: Hi, Chris. How are you?
0: Uh, doing doing well. It's you know, it's it, it's sad to say, but you know, we had you know our little baseball family. We haven't seen you in over a
1: year. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, it it really does feel like you're you're kind of all alone out here on an island. But um, if everybody stays safe, hopefully we we will uh, reengage here in the not too distant future.
0: So from the Rangers' perspective, how are people viewing this trade with the A's?
1: Um, I think from, from the fan perspective here, uh, there's, uh, there's certainly a lot of, of sadness uh, because Elvis was as popular a player as, as the team has had. He was the last link to their greatest era. Uh, and he also was a very approachable, very candid, and, and very community-oriented player. Uh, so to see all of that leave and, and to go to a division rival is difficult. But I also think the fan base has kind of sealed itself. That, that this team is—it's a decade removed from that generation and, and from those from those clubs. And it is time to, to kind of turn the page and, and to move on and. So the idea that the Rangers got two young prospects in the deal, that they will um, free up some money next year, that they when they'll be able to uh, to get more involved in the free agent market, those are the elements I think that that they're fo- that they will eventually focus on. But for now, it's, it's it's the old adage of of losing this this player that was a fan favorite, even though you know that, this, that his his skills are somewhat in decline and that it wasn't going to make a difference with this team this year.
0: You know, when you think about Chris Davis and hitting over 40 home runs, three straight years, he was just, he was a beast, but the last two years he is, he has struggled to make contact. Bob Melvin couldn't put him in the lineup anymore. Uh, he had to pick and choose when he thought Chris might have a chance. Uh, so what's Texas really expecting with Chris Davis?
1: Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I, I think doesn't they don't it doesn't really matter. Um, uh, they've got a DH and Willie Calhoun. They've got a left fielder and David Dahl. Uh, if Chris comes in here and competes for a spot, and he will uh, have the opportunity to compete for a spot, and who knows, you know, maybe maybe he and Willie share some time at, at DH before it's all said and done with. But even if the Rangers get nothing from Chris Davis. Uh, this deal was about what's in the future. It's about getting Jonah Heim and and getting Dane Acker and getting uh, and, and moving the commitment that they had from Elvis Andrus for 21 and 22, really into 21 and freeing up a lot of money for the 22 free agent class.
0: We got a chance to interview Elvis about a half hour ago. He just seems like a great guy. What what kind of guy are we getting with, with this trade?
1: Yeah, he's, he's always been very approachable. Um, I've always found him very, uh, on the record, to be very accountable. Uh, I still go back to, uh, for me, what was a, a really painful moment for him, but I think it also kind of, slingshotted him into uh, the best two years of his career was game five of the 2015 ALDS when he had two big errors in, in a seventh inning and the Rangers ended up losing to Toronto and losing that series. Um, he came out to his locker after the game and he took all the responsibility and, and, and he answered all the questions. And I know the media, we'd like to make a lot about that. Even, um, even when fans may or may not, but uh, those are important things for players to do—to be accountable both to their teammates and to the public—and and for Elvis to do that—and you could see that there were tears in his eyes as he did it. Uh, you knew that it was going to drive him, and he came back the next two years with 800 OPSs and and close to 300 batting averages.
0: Yeah, he told us he's lost some weight. Um, he's in he's in really good shape, and and the one thing. That really came across is he's about winning, and that's the one thing he appreciates about coming to Oakland. He knows he has a chance to win. When I think he knew in Texas, even though he came up with the Rangers, he calls them family. He just knew, Evan. He was he, there was no shot of winning.
1: Uh, that that's correct, Chris. And I, I think that you know, where Elvis and where the Rangers are concerned, this was a win-win deal. The Rangers needed to move on. Uh, they needed some more financial flexibility for the, for the plans they've got for 22 and beyond. Elvis still believes he can play shortstop every day and wants the opportunity to do that. And he wants to win. He came up in 2009 and didn't experience a losing. He experienced one losing season between uh, his first at-bat in the big leagues and the 2017 season. So this guy, had, he won early in his career. He's he's gone through a bunch of losing seasons here late. I'm sure he's hungry at the age of 32. While I, I, You know, I think that shortstop has become more and more of a young man's game. I think there's every possibility that Elvis, with with a rested and healthy back, comes back and has another good year uh, for a team that I think their moment is right now. I, I think it's it's Oakland's opportunity right now to go out and, and control the division and and go deeper into the playoffs on that count.
0: Let's end on this. Last year was just so weird, especially when we got into the postseason and in L.A. You had no fans. You had no fans in San Diego, but then you had fans in Texas. And of course, there was fans at the World Series. So for this upcoming season, uh, are the Rangers and the Astros, are are they going to be able to have fans for the regular
1: season? I think that if if Major League Baseball um, allows teams in cities where where the standards have been relaxed to uh, allow fans, the Rangers absolutely will. They they hosted you know the the AL Championship Series and the and the World Series with fans in the crowd. They hosted ten nights of the National Finals Rodeo in December with fans in the crowd. Uh, they would they will host. Uh, a really big time college baseball tournament in February We're featuring Mississippi State, Mississippi, Arkansas, and three Texas programs uh, with fans in the crowd. So they're, they're making every plan to have some degree of, of, uh, of, uh, of, a, of a, an audience for, for Rangers games.
0: Hey, I really appreciate you coming on on a Saturday. I mean, and I know it's breaking news today, but uh, taking the time to come on with us, we always appreciate it. Be well, be safe, and hopefully we'll see you soon.
1: Thank you, Chris. Take care, man.
0: Evan Grant of the Dallas Morning News. My God, man, it's just so... I'm just, I'm going to dinner tonight. I'm sitting outside and we're just happy because down where we are in Santa Clara County, we finally opened up a little bit. They're going to have fans in the stands. I mean, hopefully I, I I gotta believe they're doing it safely, but they're rodeos and baseball and they have fans in the stands. We're we're so far from that. I mean, it's just, it's kind of, it's crazy, but you know, the San Francisco 49ers couldn't play at home, but there's how many thousands of people at the Green Bay Packer game for the playoffs?
2: I think it was like 7,000 or something like that. I think it was what they allowed to have. Look, I, how many people are going to be allowed at the Super Bowl tomorrow? I think it's 20,000 is what they're – 20,000. Yeah, I think is what they're allowing at uh, Raymond James Stadium.
0: The, the, the Niners and the Sharks had to go play in Arizona, and they're going to have 20,000 at the Super Bowl.
2: Sharks because played. Sharp. I was gonna say, sharks played their first game in California last night. Think about that. It's
0: unreal. It, it literally is. Un, it's just. It's so. Cross the board, like I, I can't, I can't tell you fans how many times Cody and I will will talk to our guests, and we tape a lot of our guests because of our technology, and. They, they, when we tell them what it's like in Alameda County and Santa Clara County, they just they go, "Are you are you serious?" <laughs> yeah. here in Santa Clara County, we just opened up outdoor dining. It's the, it, I don't even think it's been two weeks, right?
2: Yeah, I don't think so. I think if it is, it's like right there at two weeks. But uh, well, because remember, they're, the f- going,
0: they're going to football games and baseball games, and we're just thankful we can be outside.
2: Because remember when, when they first announced it was going to open up, it was raining here for the first like five days, so there's nothing really open outside. So it kind of was unfortunate. I think last weekend was the first like weekend everything opened, so we're on weekend number two.
0: Yeah, so I I, I went to dinner last week uh, last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the table in Willow Glen sitting on the patio tonight. I'm very very excited huh. to sit on a patio.
2: I was I, just uh, I was just over there yesterday. Um, not there, do- but.
0: So I I know some A's fans have been mad at me today because of what the honesty I'm giving you about Chris Davis. Did you just hear the other side? They're not expecting anything. They're not. I mean, I'm scared Chris Davis could be out of baseball really soon. Kind of like a Jack Cust. Remember, Jack Cust left the A's. Went to the Mariners, played in like 60 something games. They dumped him and he never made the big leagues again. Like when you lose it and you can't get it back. I mean, the Rangers are basically saying we want to get rid of the money for Elvis Andrus, We got, we got, we got some prospects, some guys. Whatever happens with Chris Day. I mean, there's no, there's no guarantee Chris Davis even makes their team. Think about that. Yeah,
2: because where are you going to play see,
0: him? Yeah, yeah, he can't play in the field. Remember, he can't throw. And they if they already have – they're going young, and they already want to have somebody else DH. And he, if he gets out to a slow start – I mean, I, I didn't really think about that going into the show, but now listening to Evan – yeah, we're not even we're we're, we're not even sure he's going to make the Texas Rangers roster. That's how far he has fallen off. That's why when I saw this trade today, I was just I was elated. I think the A's are going to get some good years out of Elvis. You know, we see it all the time, right? A guy's been in a certain organization for X amount of time, had some issues physically, but you've had so much time off. You know, we've mentioned this with like pitchers, but he's had so much time off. You know, we had the conference call with him today. Then I did the interview with him. He's lost weight, says he feels great. He's not doing the squats anymore. Now you know he's changed his workout routine. Says he feels you know, like he's in his twenties again, and he's he's going to an organization that has a chance to win. Wouldn't you say, Cody? The the way people view the A's in the Bay Area, and the way people view the A's from outside of the Bay Area are two different things. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, of course. So here you have Tim Kerchen, longtime baseball writer, broadcaster. No question the A's are the favorite. Evan Grant, who's covered the Texas Rangers for years, just said how good he thinks the A's team's going to be. Sarah Langs. I mean, all we, we've been asking all these different people, but in town, because of how the A's do business, and that's why I keep bringing up Moneyball, like we love Moneyball. Well, this is Moneyball. But there's been a lot of negativity this offseason about the A's in town. I mean, I, I have some of our old colleagues texting me all the time. What's going on? Like everybody's seeing this doom and gloom, but people outside the outside of the Bay Area who cover Major League Baseball, they don't view it that way. And I bet, I bet the same. I, I don't listen to sports talk in Tampa. I'm sure the same thing happens with Rays fans. And what do we see? It, it's we see off season of not signing big-time free agents, off-season of your free agents leave, people unhappy, and then all of a sudden the season starts and you start winning, and then everybody gets back on board. It's kind of been like the script that we have seen. You know, 97 wins, two straight years. We can't forget that. They won the division last year. Can't forget that. It's easily forgotten. And then I'll have people with uh the, well they didn't win the world series. Hey, winning the world series hard, man. It's hard. It really, really, really is hard. But they're gonna be they're gonna have a shot. When we get this thing going, the A's are still they the A's are still gonna have pitching. The A's are still gonna have defense. They're gonna add some arms to the bullpen, and away you go. I mean, for God's sakes, the Rays were in the World Series last year. Could you know you couldn't pick the majority of their relievers out of a lineup. They could all line up and like, what's this guy's name? They all look the same, basically. The the Rays have been shuttling guys between, especially when they had the 10 day DL. They, they were they were shuttling guys like you wouldn't believe. Cause it works. It works. I mean, is this Cody, wouldn't you say this is this is a money ball trade right here. You had a problem with Chris Davis. You got rid of that problem. And I hate to call him a problem. Chris Davis has never been rude to me. Never. I never. I didn't have much relationship with him. I mean, he's not a really talker, but I mean, I'd say hello. He'd say hello back. I mean, I'm not, he never. So it's not like what I'm saying is I'm getting back at him. No, I have nothing wrong with Chris Davis. I thought our interview with Chris Davis, when he signed the contract, And he came over to our table in the treehouse, and he was kind of shaking. Remember that it was kind of a sweet moment. You know, you knew how big it was for him, but this is like a money ball trade. You had a problem with Chris Davis. He had to go, you move him and you bring a player in who's getting a second life on his career. And if you listen to Elvis on, on this program, or I'm sure people are going to have out there, um, the scrum that we did with them earlier. Normally it's a scrum. Now it's a zoom call. He's excited to be here. Like he's, he's jacked. He's fired up to put on the white uniform and the white cleats. He wants to win. He's tasted. He's tasted that world series. He wants it again. Like I said, Elvis Andrews has played a boatload of playoff games. Let me, I got the baseball reference up. I think you said it was like 41 or something. He's played 42 playoff games. He's got 191 plate appearances in the postseason. You're getting a guy that was in the postseason in 10, 11, 12, 15, 16. He's got experience. And everybody loves the guy. And he said something not 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 with not with us, but he said something in the Zoom call where he's like, "Yeah, I'm a veteran guy coming in, but I'm coming in to fit in, and to learn these guys, and to be a part of these guys." And if you're and and, and remember what what's what what made Marcus Simeon a better defensive player, he had Matt Chapman next to him. So if there is a little bit of range lost, I've always thought Elvis was a very good shortstop if there's been a little range that's been lost, well, guess who makes up for that? That's Matt Chapman. And now second base, you know, when you when you don't have a shortstop or a second baseman, you're kind of like, Ugh. "Well, now that you got your shortstop, now you're like, well, I can I see Chad Pender doing it every day? Can I see a platoon of Pender and Kemp? I I, I I'm telling you, I haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of Sheldon Noisy, but there's still people in the organization that are high on him. And by getting two years out of Elvis, this allows Nick Allen to grow inside the organization. Nick Allen's a baby. Nick Allen now can can get some experience at a double a and triple a and if he is the shortstop of the future or Logan Davidson or or whoever does that make sense Cody by this is not only does Elvis help you now but he he helps you also not rush the future shortstop of your
2: organization oh no it makes perfect sense and Sorry, I've been so fixated on you asking me about if this is a money ball trade, and the first thing, I couldn't stop thinking of the scene in the movie where Billy walks up to David Justice and says, nah, the Yankees are paying half your contract, so <laughs> <laughs> the Yankees are paying three and a half million dollars for you to play against them, so yeah. I mean, it's essentially some of it's, 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 it's happening with Elvis, same with um, Nolan Arenado with the Rockies and, and Cardinals, but uh, I love the trade. I think this is a, a good move for the organization to bring in a veteran leader like Andrews and He's a guy that's you know he's been a fixture in Texas for twelve seasons. He's the last remaining guy from that World Series run they went on in twenty ten and twenty eleven. You know who we should we should have had we should have on maybe next week is Wash. Wash will know about him better than anyone, pretty much because oh. Wash managed him for how yeah. many years?
0: Yeah. No, I I, I I I I I'm trying to get away from the negativity because I've seen so much of it. Maybe I need to stop being on Twitter. But I've seen this negativity, and it's like, trust the process. I mean, you got to trust Billy Bean and David Forrest. you got to trust them. I mean, look at all the good players they've acquired that are on your team. You're excited about Matt Chapman. You're excited about Matt Olson. You're excited about Sean Murphy. You're excited about Ramon Loriano. You're excited about Mark Canna. Look at all the, I'll go through the arms again. These are all the potential guys you have to start games for you this year. You've got Frankie Montas, Sean Manaya, Jesus Lazardo, Chris Bassett, Mike Fires, A.J. Puck, cross your fingers, Dalton Jeffries, James Caprelli, and Grant Holmes. I mean, you have depth that most teams don't have. How many teams would you say, Cody, not name the Los Angeles Dodgers? Because their depth is stupid. <laughs> I mean, their depth, it's just, it's like incredible. Yeah, don't forget, they uh, signed
2: Trevor Bauer yesterday, just so people don't forget about that.
0: Yeah, Trevor Bauer. Other than the
2: Dodgers, who's got more starting rotation depth than the Oakland A's? The only team I can think of that comes to mind that's close is the Mets right now because they have, like, nine guys. Now, if they're all healthy and you get Syndergaard. It's
0: not Syndergaard.
2: Yeah, but they have probably, like, everyone's going to say the Nationals because of the guys, but they don't really have the same amount of guys because you're getting Strasburg coming back from an injury, so I don't know how much depth you really have. I don't really see a team that has as much depth. Maybe the White Sox because they have such a top-heavy rotation. But I wouldn't even put them in the same class either. They're probably, like, three or four. Because you've really got Keuchel, Giolito, and um, Rodone. And I feel like they signed or traded for another big free agent this offseason uh, in the rotation. I feel like I'm – oh, Lance Lynn. They have Lance Lynn as well. So, uh, But, yeah, I'd probably go Dodgers. And then if you're going with rotation, death, I'd definitely have to go with the Ace. Can you imagine just how horrific it is
0: for the Texas Rangers who opened up a brand new beautiful stadium and pandemic hits can't have fans in the stands and now you're in full rebuild mode in a brand new stadium but, I guess if you're going to go through a rebuild you with a brand new you know a brand-new stadium, it's, it's a time when fans couldn't come anyway, but that's not the game plan that we have seen. For all these baseball teams, when you get a new stadium, you want to be good, and you want to have that honeymoon period for as long as you can. Sell out after sellout after sellout, season tickets, the corporate money, the luxury boxes, the whole stuff. I mean, Texas has a new building, and they're in rebuild mode. That's a disaster.
2: Yeah, I think in recent memory, the only two teams I can think of that built a new ballpark and their team wasn't very good. Uh, The Marlins weren't very good, and they built a new ballpark. And it only took the Pirates 15 more years, essentially, to win after they built PNC Park. So um, it doesn't happen very often when you build these new ballparks and teams uh, aren't, you know, in their window of contention.
0: You know, I'm just looking at the depth chart. And right now, going into spring training, cross your fingers. But you really, I mean, it's second base. Other than that, I mean, you know, one of these kids, unless they go out and sign an outfielder who, like I said earlier today, would probably be a guy that hits left-handed, you know, are you going to give, I don't know, Seth Brown, Sky Bolt, Dustin Fowler, you can going to give one of these guys a shot? And then Canna can be your full-time DH?
2: I think Seth Brown will be the guy. Because he had a nice showing when he got called up in 2019, if you remember. He didn't have any home runs, but he had, he had a good average. He drove in some runs. He looked good. Um, or he could be your DH, and you could put Kanek in the outfield. Either way, they can do it vice versa. I think Seth Brown will be the guy. Unless they, you know, obviously sign someone or trade for someone. But Well, the good news
0: about DH and flexibility is that you can put Stephen Piscotty at DH. You can put Mark Can you can get you can give guys breaks by DHing them cuz you have the depth of if Chad Pender is not going to be your everyday second baseman, he still can play left and right and Mark Canna can play all three. So you have a lot of you, ha- you have roster flexibility is what the A's have for sure. But now let's see what happens. I I you know th- th- it isn't over. It isn't over. They're going to add more. Probably going to add to the bullpen. I mean starting right now with signing Mike Fiers, you're starting rotation. You you're ready to rock. Now you just need a couple arms in the bullpen and figure out second base and there put it this way. There's a lot of teams that have way more questions. Heading into spring training than the Oakland Athletics. And you have a lot of these young, I mean, good arms that you can put in the bullpen, and it might be, you know, it becomes their time to step up. But I'm I'm seeing today as a big positive for this organization. You know, we 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 had said it here on Ace Cast Live. It's it's a little scary. Not having a shortstop or a second baseman, but now you got your shortstop makes it a little bit easier on second base. But Cody, there's a lot of teams with far more questions than the A's have heading into. And that's why a lot of people think they are the favorites in the AL West. Anaheim still has no pitching and we're not totally sure about what Houston has. And for Houston, you know they're 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 finally going to start seeing people in the stands. Let's not forget that. This there's going to be this is when they're finally going to get and whether it's fair or not because so many of the players that were part of the cheating scandal are not are not on this roster anymore. But that's not going to matter. Now that we're going to get fans in the stands, how's that going to affect the Houston Astros?
2: They're, uh, they're definitely going to look different this year for sure. No Verlander, no Ozuna. Uh, they got Brantley back, obviously, no Redick. So they have – their team's changing. Granky's a year older now. Um, you're going to get – He's 37? Yeah, he's up yeah. there. You, you, you're going to get another – you're going to get a full season, hopefully, out of Christian Javier, who they really like, and he was really good last year for them. You're hoping, if you're an Astros fan, the force Whitley finally lives up to his potential as this top prospect pitcher – for them, he can't. I mean, he can't stay healthy. When he does, when he is healthy, he struggled uh, for the Astros in 2019. So you're hoping that works out if you're an Astros fan. But yeah, the only team I'm really, uh, like the the only team, I, they're the only team I think could challenge the A's. I still think Seattle's a year away uh, with all the, but they are building something there in the, the Pacific Northwest for sure. But I don't think that they're anywhere on the A's level. Like we saw that article from MLB.com that says why well, the Mariners can win the AL West. They they aren't winning the L S this year. Maybe down the road they'll break that postseason streak of what is it, 18, 19 consecutive years without me- reaching the postseason. Uh, they're what now? I think they're one away from tying the Pirates. So please don't don't make the postseason this year. Tie that record. Get it out of my history books. It is so hard to believe that we got to
0: go back to two thousand and one, the last time the Mariners were in the postseason. That is just, I mean, mind blowing. They're they're the longest streak in all of team sports, right? Just let me think. Because um, they're drought longest, not uh, hockey, no football, basketball. I think the Mariners' drought is the longest in all team pro sports in the Big Four.
2: Yeah, it was the Bill. The Bills were catching up for a while, and then the Bills made the playoffs. Uh... Was it 2017? I they, they think they broke the streak, but yeah, the 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 Mariners are. I think they have the longest, and it's at 19 years. Now they've had a few years where they've had over 80 something wins, where they've been over 500. So the streak of 20 years in a row of being under 500 is not in jeopardy, but the postseason one is uh, getting. I mean, I f- I think the record is owned by like the Senators slash Nationals or something uh, for most seasons without a postseason appearance, but. Uh, The Mariners aren't going to get there that far, but they still got another year, at least, in my opinion, until they start competing for a playoff spot. And some of the teams that were darlings
0: last year in those 60 games are not going to be darlings again. You can't ham and egg it for 162. You can ham and egg it for 60, but not 162. In that grind your warts get shown. And then people start hammering you on the things that you are bad at. And a lot of times now, it's your starters can't give you innings and your bullpen isn't very good. A lot of people are going to hit home runs. Juice ball, juice bats, juice ballparks, people are going to hit home runs. But in 162, when you don't have depth In your rotation or your bullpen, boy, do you get exposed really, really fast. And I can tell you there's a lot of teams out there like that. And that's why you've been seeing, you know, the Dodgers win 107. The Astros win 106. The Yankees win 103. Twins, 102. A's back-to-back years, 97. You just start feasting on the bad teams, play 500 against the good teams, and you're going to win 90-plus games. I mean, there's been teams that won 90 games and now they don't even make the postseason. That's where I'm, I, I, I'm kind of hoping for the expanded postseason. Now, where would you be on this, Cody? So would you be more worried if you were the Rays what the Rays have lost and have not gained or now that you know what the A's are doing because I mean you lost two of your main starting pitchers when you're the, when you're the Rays
2: I would prob yeah, I would lean towards Tampa, but I-, I can't sleep on them because they always find a way to win somehow with guys you never heard of before. I mean I told like we talked about it a few times, Chris Archer's back and it was a nice deal for him to bring him back, but he's coming back from that thoracic outlet syndrome, so I mean Matt Harvey was plagued by that and his career has never been the same. But they did lose a guy that ate a lot of innings from him Charlie Morton and Blake Snell, who was a Cy Young winner a few seasons ago, when he won over twenty games. Uh, I just think that it's going to be hard to replace those two guys for them, and a lot of the guys in their pitching system and their their prospects are Tommy John guys. So there's guys that are going to be coming back that have already had Tommy John for them. It's going to be hard. Um, so I, I like to position the position are in right now, especially now that they added Elvis Andrews, a proven winner, a, a very reliable shortstop and a, and a and a good hitter in the in the middle of their it could be in the middle of their lineup. He can lead off. He can you know plays good defense is short, and he's going to be a leader in the clubhouse. That's exactly what they needed where. The Rays lost a leader in Charlie Morton for sure, and they lost Snell, and they really haven't done a lot to address it when it comes to um, their their starting rotation. You know, one thing we did for I'll mention I'll mention this quickly: the Braves brought back Marcel Ozuna. We forgot about them forgot about that yesterday too. But that's well, that, a, that, that, that,
0: that happened after our show.
2: Like yeah, like literally right after it's like oh Braves agreed to a four year deal with Ozuna. It's like wow, it's that's a team the Rays were apparently the Rays were looking at him, but. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't wouldn't be so worried if I'm a race man, because I still think they can make the postseason. But I don't think they're going to win the division next year, this upcoming season against the Yankees if the Yankees are fully opera- operational, as Brian Cashman likes to say. Yeah, that
0: was a that was, I mean, when you texted me that he signed, because you thought he's a DH. And if they're not going to have the DH, why would you sign him? Why would you give him four years? You know, that was the thing. It was like four, you know, Nelson Cruz is getting one. I know Nelson's a lot older, but he got four years with an option for a fifth year. You know what that tells me, Cody? The Braves think there's going to be a DH this year. And and if not this year, for sure, next year. Because you would not sign a guy that cannot play defense to a four-year contract if you didn't truly believe that it's either happening now or it's right around the corner. That would be my theory.
2: I don't disagree with that. I think that's a, that's a valid logic to have and a valid thought to have that, that, that it's going to come down. I just hope it does come down because it adds 15 new jobs to 15 new teams and it brings more excitement to the game. I'm sorry, I don't want to see uh Jacob DeGrom try to... Well, he actually can hit a little bit. I, I don't want to see... Uh, uh, insert pitcher X who can't hit and can't drop down a bunt. I'd rather see a guy who can hit a little bit and hit the ball out of the ballpark.
0: Well, and for the Braves, they're smart because what they're saying is there's not a lot of great DHs out there right now. I'd rather grab mine now than have to later on start looking for one. Because that's where a bunch of National League teams are gonna kind of behind the eight ball is you know DHs don't grow on trees like you don't just don't get a big poppy anywhere you want I mean if you have a great if you got Nelson Cruz you're happy you're happy as a clam like when Chris Davis was hitting the ball you're happy as a clam but there's quite a few national league teams if if they do this again, where in, you know, before the start of the season, all right, everybody's got a DH. Well, now you got a fine guy. Now you're talking 162 games. Once again, you can ham and egg it for 60. But you don't have the right guys for 162. And now the, so I, it, it's actually a smart, it's a smart gamble by the Atlanta Braves to ink that kind of bat up for four years, knowing that. It's either going to happen now or for sure next year with the new CBA. They will have a DH in the National League.
2: I really hope so, because I am tired of seeing pitchers hit, and I want to see more jobs. Like a guy like Ryan Braun is still sitting out there. Now, I know he's at the end of his career, but he can probably still hit for a team in the National League. I mean, you're not going to put him in the outfield or first base, but he can still probably hit a little bit for you. Oh, and- they're,
0: hey, hey. let me tell you something. They go They go universal DH, he's going to have a job.
2: He might be the first guy signed uh, to be a DH out of all the guys that are still available. Um, so, I mean, it's going to – I mean, we're going to see. Now Now that we're in the uh, – the hot stove is, like, sizzling, I, I keep checking Twitter to make sure we're not missing anything that happens. Um, I will tell you, though, today would have been Babe Ruth's 126th birthday if he was still alive. So, happy birthday, Babe Ruth. That's what people, That's why I keep the seeing babe. on Twitter now. The Babe. He'd be 126. That's it? Yeah, he was born in 1895. He'd be
0: 126. That's, you know – <laughs> Relatively young. (laughs) All righty. A special edition of A's cast live. That's you know what, folks? This is what it's all about. When this news went down, Cody and I got on the phone, said, you know what? We got to seize the moment. It's a Saturday, but we got to get on the air and we got to talk about this. And it was great to have Martin Gallegos on, Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News, and Elvis Andrus, the new shortstop for the A's joining us from Miami. How about that for him? You're on a little bit of vacation, and next thing you know, you got to talk to the media on a Saturday. That's the life of a professional athlete. But I, I, you know, everybody, everybody talks about what a great guy is. And that's one thing that Billy and David have really done a good job in this run of, three straight post seasons is you, you, you got to have the right guys in the room. As they like to say in hockey, you got to have the right guys. Got to have the right mixture. You put a couple bad apples in there, boy, it, it gets ugly quick. And we saw that. I'm not going to mention the names, but we saw that. They've done a good job in this run of bringing in guys that fit. You got to fit. And that's, they've been able to do that. And then you let Bob Melvin and his staff lead the charge. But trust the process. I can't say it enough. That's why I brought up the point. Away from the Bay Area, the people who cover this game, they trust the process for the A's. People inside our market have been doubting it. Are you really going to doubt whether the A's are going to be in the playoffs for the fourth straight year? How many teams, Cody, have been in the playoffs four straight years?
2: We know the Dodgers. I was going to say the Dodgers. I think okay, Atla- many- I think Atlanta's on a little run. Um, let, me, let me just think about the divisions real quick. That might be, that might be, uh, I wouldn't say that might be it, but the Twins, I think, are looking to make it for.
0: Or the Yankees, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, the Astros. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's not a lot. Yeah, there's not many yet. It's not, it's not like we're going to name off 15 teams.
0: And that's why I say, trust the process, and people go, oh my God. I'm like, trust the process. You're going to the playoffs. Not everybody is. And I do think this roster, knock on wood, especially with what happened today and flexibility to add more makes me even more encouraged how the A's are going to look in 2021. All righty. We will be back on Monday from one to four. Looks like we'll have David Forrest. David Forrest is going to talk in about an hour to the media somewhere around then. But, uh, cause I know they want to get that because they haven't officially announced Mike fires, right? But they know,
2: yeah, Nothing yet.
0: Everybody else has confirmed it, but they haven't released it. Um, So I think they want to get that done. But it looks like Mike Fires is back. You got a shortstop. Add some bullpen. And let's rock. We'll be back on Monday, everybody. Thank you for listening to a special edition of A's Cast Live. Enjoy your weekend.
2: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.